1987, Frank Previde, John DeNicola, and Donald Markowitz took home the Academy Award for Best Original Song for their work on Dirty Dancing. The song that won the award was I've Had the Time of My Life, performed by Bill Medley and Jennifer Warnes. Or Warnes, maybe. This song wasn't Previde and DeNicola's only contribution to the film. Their other song features prominently in a dance training montage and is so strongly linked to the film that it seems impossible that it wasn't written explicitly for that scene. It wasn't, though. The horny montage track started out as just another track on what would be the last album for Frank and the Knockouts, a 1980s pop rock band that experienced minor success with their top 10 hit, Sweetheart, in 1981. In 1984, the label they were under, Millennium Records, had folded. The band put out their final album, Making the Point, in 1984 under MCA. The album was a flop. Weird sentence. Pravita put together a demo reel featuring the hit song and was shopping around for a new recording contract when he got a call from Jimmy Yenner, former head of Millennium Records. Quote, Jimmy asked me to write a song for this little movie called Dirty Dancing. I told him I didn't have the time and he said, make time. This could change your life, said Pravita. Along with I've Had the Time of My Life, Pravide submitted his demo track, which Yenner felt was a perfect hit for the film if he got the right performer for it. Like the inciting incident for a classic action film, Yenner made a call to a man he had worked with before, a man who had put the performing life behind him, Eric Carmen, former frontman for the Raspberries. Quote, At the point when that happened, I had moved back from Los Angeles to Ohio and decided to concentrate on being a songwriter. I'd become disillusioned with the idea of being an artist. I only learned to sing because I had to. I never really liked my voice, and I still don't really. So I decided I'd just be a songwriter. I'd be in Ohio and have a normal life. One day, my former producer, Jimmy Yenner, called and he said he was working on the film Dirty Dancing. He had this one song, and he thought I was the guy to sing it. He sent the tape. It sounded like Air Supply with Led Zeppelin's drummer. It was very strange. But through it, you could hear there was actually a pretty good song in there somewhere. The next thing I knew, Dirty Dancing sold 15 million albums, and all of a sudden, I was a performer again, said Carmen. Like Carmen said, the Dirty Dancing soundtrack was a massive commercial success, as was the single he sang and produced on. The track hit number four in the Billboard Hot 100 and even managed to chart at number 82 in the UK, based solely on Brits importing the single as it was not commercially available locally. Now a classic song, one can't help but wonder. If this track was written today, would it have been called Thirsty Eyes? That's right, we're talking Hungry Eyes by Frank and the Knockouts on Cover Me. That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that compares famous songs to their many cover versions to find out which one has you in its sights. I'm your host, as always, The Snake, joined by my hungry co-host... Alex Mildenberger. Alex Mildenberger, what's poppin'? What is poppin'? I'm just surprised that this is not from, you know, the motion picture Dirty Dancing. That's, That's the big one for me. I am still shocked that it's not, like built for this was as big a shock as finding out that natalie and brulia didn't do the original version of torn <laughs> yeah it yeah was it's like big you're kidding and like our our edict for like doing songs for movies was like ah they should probably be made for the movie right yeah and we we're like so like hungry eyes from dirty dancing yeah obviously like hungry obviously. eyes from dirty dancing <laughs> and it like no i guess like not <laughs> so clear like even in the production it's like it's kind of simple like the it's just like driving like rhythm you're like okay yeah they did this to make a montage for the dancing that shows that while the two are uh like leads are doing this to help pay for an abortion they're also doing it they're also like falling in love as it's happening 
boom, hungry eyes. It like it seems tailor made. Like it's yeah. insane that it's not. Yeah, uh, I don't know how yeah so our way of saying oopsie, but we're still gonna talk about it because it's a great song and it yeah. is, I think, so strongly linked to the film and wouldn't be known if not for the film. So here we are, we're talking about it today. Alex, you a big dirty dancing fan. Um, I really like this movie. I've only watched it once. Uh, oh, yeah. I watched it a couple of years ago, but it was like, oh yeah, I get it. That that this is a classic for a reason. Like, yeah, absolutely. It just it clicked, you know. It's crazy because yeah, I only watched it I think for the first time in 2020. I knew like all of the soundtrack basically before that, <laughs> like as a child, because that's the cultural impact it had. Yeah, and yeah, it's a tight. I actually just watched it while I was editing the podcast this week. And yeah, it's a tight hour and a half. Like it moves at a cl- it's a delight. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, I really like like and I wasn't like I knew, you know, I knew it was considered a classic, but I don't always go mm-hmm. for like romantic movies. But no, no, it's totally, totally solid movie. Yeah, solid movie. Um one of the best movies about abortion out there, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of any other movie I've seen about abortion. But yeah, this is a top competitor for me. Um uh, Alex, you know Frank and the Knockouts at all? <laughs> no, I was debating whether it's Frank or like because there's an E. It's like Frank yeah. So is it supposed e to be Frankie? It? It like I Frankie? just looked at a pronunciation thing and it said Frank Previte, and I was like, cool. I mean, that I'll, sounds I'll that. right. That sounds right. Um, yeah, and I feel like even if it's you could do Frank or Frankie, you know? Yeah, Franklin. and you'll like. Franklin, it probably is. Let's ease up on Franklin. That's yeah, it's a little, it's a little too, too, too much. Man, speaking of Franks, though, did you hear about the last uh, Bruce Springsteen concert? Uh, yes, I did at Hyde Park. At Hyde Park, that would have been really, really cool with Frank Turner opening for him. That's insane. Yeah. That's like a oh fuck. That's a dream come true. Man. Yeah, that would have been a show to see. It was outside, outdoor, big outdoor. outdoor yeah, it was concert. a festival one. Um, which I think would have been cool. I haven't really been to an outdoor concert. Um, well, Coke stage. Coke, yeah. <laughs> but, you know. Um, yeah, Frank Turner opening for Springsteen? Oh, man. Oh, man. What a, what a day. What a day. Uh, unfortunately, we don't live anywhere near Personally, we have park. to see those artists separately, which is also yeah. good. But, like, damn, together? Oh. Yeah, together? <sighs> You're kidding me. Um, that's just an aside, though. Alex. Yes. Is this the best song on the Dirty Dancing soundtrack? I don't know. I like to listen to um, the Dirty Dancing soundtrack is is very interesting uh, to me because why is that? Well, it's very much like split, right? Because you've got you've got licensed uh, music from the '60s, and you've right. got the songs that were written for the the movie, or from the '80s that were you know done for it for yeah. the soundtrack. So there's like such a split between them and you can really hear it in the movie too and it's fun to see that like suddenly you get these like synthesizers you're like we're not in 1964 anymore or whenever it's set like, yeah even like for hungry eyes specifically it follows on the heels of a like a classic it's so, so insane because the movie just like stitches two montages together basically <laughs> for like the training scene with like one scene in between where he's like it's like a heartbeat feel it and then that's when, oh, yeah. when we, we switch over to exactly <laughs> But yeah, it's there's definitely a clear divide where it's like roll all the Beethoven or whatever, <laughs> and then it's fucking big sense. Yeah, it's it's so, so like it's somewhat jarring to see from now, but I, I guess at the time it was maybe less obvious, right? Because now we're like, oh, that's the '80s sound, 
but right. things have changed a lot since then and now we know like that's what the 80s sound like but in the 80s they didn't know that that was the sound of the future that was just i guess it was obviously different but not obviously very distinctly 80s and there's also like because when we talked about like the cars and other bands there's this clear love for like the 50s 60s that's yeah. prevalent in that music but done through an 80s filter so it's not the most like absurd thing that's true it was like time for 60s throwbacks yeah it was that the time for that nostalgia so it just kind of like it's just the perfect match for that time period i suppose yeah but yeah looking back on it you are like hmm this is (laughs) like well they didn't have those synthesizers in 1964 especially in the movie when he's like i've been working on this like here's a this is a new song they're like well it is a new song but (laughs) not from that time (laughs) a little too new maybe yeah yeah, what a what a crazy thing this but, soundtrack. Yeah, it's fun, but eh, it's a cool soundtrack. And there, I mean, there's a lot of it's cool because it is. It does have like old stuff. You get like "Love Is Strange" and things like that, and "Be My Baby." Be my baby uh, by the Ronettes. Um, and then yeah, this and she's like the wind, and I've had the time she's of like my the life. Wind, not time of life. my life. Yeah, that's insane. That's an insane list of of hits. Yeah, not many other movies are putting that out for original songs. No. Um, but let's let's talk about these lyrics though, Alex, because they're yeah pretty easy. I think. I think so. Yeah. I mean, the title, you know, sums it up. Sums it pretty up. It, yeah, it's either about eating food or <laughs> something else, yeah, right? I just got hungry eyes. I'm just you know I'm hungry, so I'll I'll eat anything. Yeah, it's like it's about a guy ordering too much food. He's like, ah, oh, yeah. fuck, hungry eyes, you know. Ugh. Uh, but here's how it goes, Alex. Right. I've been meaning to tell you. I've got this feeling that won't subside. I look at you and I fantasize. You're mine tonight. It's pretty Easy. pretty narrative, you know? Yeah. it's He's talking to a person, uh, a, a hopeful romantic partner, it seems like. Somebody he's evidently known for a bit. Yeah. He says, I've got, I've, I have this feeling that won't subside. So he's sat on it for a bit, and he's like, well, maybe it's just, you know, it's whatever. It'll pass by. It's just a passing crush. And he's like, well... It's not happening, so I, I gotta deal with my emotions. It's actually quite mature, isn't it? To be like, well, listen. Yeah. It's time to actually to talk about this. But the the key thing in the song, I think, um, is it's all centered around looking, right? Yes. Like, he talks about what he needs to do, but in the moment, he's he's looking, and then once he gets it, well, we'll talk about the chorus later, but, like, you know, he's not actually acting yet. Yeah, until the pre-chorus, where you're right, this song is about sight, it's about hungry eyes, yeah. and we get a nice uh, double entendre with Now I've Got You in My Sights. Yeah. With these hungry eyes, one look at you and I can't disguise, I've got hungry eyes, I feel the magic between you and I. I've got you in my sights, meaning literally I see you, and also, like, I am making you a goal. Yeah. And Easy. So, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's a focused, focused metaphor, if it's yeah. even... A metaphor. I guess it is a metaphor. Because eyes just see things, but these eyes contain desire as well. Which is Yeah, a, and, and they, they give him away, right? One look at you and I can't disguise. Right, and reveal the soul, as eyes often do. They, they, they are the windows to the soul. The other the other name for this song would be like meaningful glances. Meaningful glance, yeah. <laughs> like Something about eyes. I don't know. Um, and here's the thing. We talked about, like, how perfectly made this is for the movie. There is, like, him in the training. Like, when Patrick Swayze is training Jennifer Grey, he's like, you got to look. He's like, look at me. Right, like, look at me. So it's, there's a lot of eye contact 
it, in their training in dancing and then boom hungry eyes it's like it's how is this not written for the film like yeah that's like such a big like just the eye contact when dancing and like the the connection through gaze basically mm-hmm. is such a such a big part of the of the movie um, yeah. yeah it's a i mean it, it's a steamy movie it's yeah make movies horny again man yeah it's uh they don't make them like that anymore well they probably no, do they i just don't watch don't. them because i never go see movies that's that's also true alex you're staunchly against movies <laughs> because you support the writers guild of america yeah exactly that's right, baby they're that's... on strike i forgot to mention that in our uh our preamble <laughs> but we do support the writer's strike <laughs> This was maybe an unfortunate choice of theming for the summer, but also you pay pay the fucking workers, right? Yeah, yeah. That's all we're saying. Um, there you have it. Uh, I feel the magic between you and I. Meaningful glances, you know. You can feel that feel that energy. Everybody's at least hallucinated the magic between you and another person when you're making eye contact. Yeah, you got this like force at a distance thing, right? That's like not real, but if you get the like meaningful glance shared, then you can both kind of feel the thing. You can you can transfer that information without speaking. Yeah, necessarily. Sometimes it's real. Sometimes it's not. Yeah. But you never know. But you think it is. But you think it is. But That's here it is real. We, we have to assume that, given the power of music and movies, that the, the magic is real, I think. I mean, that's what the song's telling us. You yeah. The song. It is funny, though, because he's doing a lot of work to... I like this next verse. I want to hold you, so hear me out. I want to show <laughs> you what love's all about, darling, tonight. I like that he has to make a plea. He's like, well, hey, hear me out. Hear Here's me my plan. <laughs> hear me out. I'll show you what love's all about. That's it. Tonight. It's got to yeah. be tonight, though. <laughs> Again, now this one doesn't really like it doesn't talk about sights and seeing i guess the first one doesn't either like we're once again talking about the future you know yeah i want to do this i guess that's the only thing like that's the only action kind of in the song is this is hear me out yeah i mean it kind of like other than that it's like looking yeah, he says, I want to show you, which is, like, visual, right? I want to show you what love's about. Yeah. Um, it, and it kind of, like, verse two kind of attaches to the end of verse one, where he says, I look at you when I fantasize. And then he kind of expands on some of that fantasy, which is wanting to hold this person. Yeah. How sweet. How nice. Maybe above his head? Yes. While they're dancing? <laughs> Possibly in water? I don't know. Possibly in water. I was watching that, and I was like, why the fuck do they need to be in water? And I was like, oh, in case he, like, drops her. Yeah, in case... Case she falls. That's right. That's uh, that's how it is. And then you get the the pre-chorus chorus. Uh, bridge. I need you to see visuals again. This visuals love was again. meant to be. It's all about seeing. Think about this. I mean, obviously, yeah, more visuals there. But like the rhymes, he rhymes like hmm. eyes with eye, and yeah. like <laughs> um, disguise. Disguise, Which, I mean, yes. that's fine. That's actually fantasize. Okay, those are good. But Hungry yeah, it does rhyme eyes with eyes. Between you and I, yeah. Uh, like yeah, it's a pretty simple times. rhyme. C, B, it's like... Which, again, also led me to believe it's like, okay, you knocked this out for a film. Yeah, of like, course oh. it's for the movie, right? It's too, like, direct and romantic. I don't know. Yeah, but no, it's just, just pop rock from New Jersey, baby. Yep. Jersey. Jersey. Um, now, did I take you by surprise is the next, like, new lyric. Another eyes rhyme. Take you by surprise. Yeah, it's a lot of that. It feels like we, we've got the hungry eyes line and the rest is like, we got to rhyme with that. 
Yeah, it's or, like we got a strong even if it's just soft, here. like sights, like eh, it works good enough. Surprise, that's better even. Um, but it's yeah, a lot of that repetition, and then you get a few other lines like "can't disguise," you know, "in my sights," "by surprise," all that. That's yeah. kind of it. Like what? Else? That's it, man. Did I? What does he mean? Did I take you by surprise? Like, are you surprised that I'm in love with you, or have I surprised you with my gestures of love? My gestures of love. Um, You'd think by this point they're talking about like sharing a moment kind of and like looking at each yeah. other that um it would be more obvious. Maybe it's not a surprise is the point. I don't know. But uh yeah. Oh, maybe yeah, it's sort of like a cheeky like obviously you knew cuz yeah. I knew cuz we yeah. knew cuz we knew cuz we were communicating wordlessly. But also like yeah, it, it rhymes. <laughs> I yep. think that's the important part. That is the important part. I think you're right. Um yes, Alex. That's the song. That's the lyrics, baby. Yeah, there's not a ton of those lyrics there. Uh, worth noting that both, like, uh, so both, like, both Eric Carmen and Frank Provide didn't want to do the soundtrack initially because Frank thought it was like a porn film at first. He's like, "Dirty Dancing," what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's funny. And then Eric Carmen apparently believed that soundtrack music had quote horrible deaths. So he's like, this music's not going to last, and it's going to sound like shit in a few years. Which so is an interesting thing to be worried about in this time period. Like, weren't film soundtracks huge, or is it too early for that? I, I don't know. I don't know. And like, yeah, like which film soundtracks had horrible deaths? Because you'd either forget about them, or they go on to be very popular. Yeah, is he, like, worried about, like, oh, it's too popular, and then you become completely affiliated with this one song that everyone knows over everything else, and you've got one song left? Because, like, that's kind of what happened. Yeah, kind of. But also, Eric Carmen has a couple of one songs. Yeah, okay, belt. yeah. And he's got, I mean, I don't really know. Uh, it's Cranberries, is it, right? It's cran- raspberries. <laughs> got my berries mixed up. The Raspberries, yeah. I, okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was his? Yeah, they his had group. like, yeah, his group that was with Jimmy. I'm assuming it's pronounced Ganner. Yeah, I E N N E R. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but that's why he knew Eric Carmen was because he was the producer for the Raspberries. Yeah, and so they got. He has some other songs there. I don't know them. I don't know. The I don't know. I really just know all by myself in this song. Okay, that. Do I know that song? Oh, I think I do. Yeah, okay, I know, I know it a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. You might know, there's a, I think Cher does a cover Is of it? Is it Celine Dion? Celine Dion, it's one of the C's, I always get them confused. Okay. I only know the Celine Dion version, I think. Okay, well, good for you, Alex. <laughs> anyway. For, you for known versions. <laughs> um, But, that was a lovely interlude. People, if, I don't know how I'm going to edit this, so if it sounds janky, it's because we disconnected, because... Technical difficulties. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but we got to talk about the original version of the song, what it sounds like, which is like a demo of what will become the popular version. It does sound a lot like a demo, doesn't it? Or, or yeah. maybe just relatively, right? Like we know what the movie version, which is very much so more polished, um, yeah. sounds like. So the original by Frankie and the Knockouts does feel rough. Maybe it's like Franca, like Donka. Franca, uh, maybe, honestly. <laughs> Probably, I'm gonna assume it's just Frank. <laughs> Frank, I'm just gonna call him Frank for now, just yeah. for simplicity, because I don't know. I don't know, but yeah. So the version by them does 
because it also because it holds so many of the same elements. And the, True. I guess you are raising an important point. Point is like, is lo-fi a choice for these guys, or is it just because they didn't have the production money that a film would have with Eric Carmen behind the the exactly? Studio? So it's like, I mean, I guess sure they produced what they wanted to. Great, great for them. But because the other one is so ubiquitous and it's the one I knew so well, this does feel just like a demo version. Uh, yeah. He does these things kind of similar too, right? Like. Yeah, but even that's where like part of the demo comes up for me because I think Frank's got a good voice on this. Mm. I think he actually sings quite smoothly. But Eric Carmen fucking punches these lines, and I think that's like it almost feels like Frank was like holding out for a better version to to make real big vocal deliveries, which I think is a big part of what sells the song. I, I mean, maybe it, it definitely works in the in the movie version. Uh, we're talking yeah. about the movie version more than the. Uh, it's hard to talk about it. Yeah, it's, it's hard, hard to, to talk without. Hard to separate. It. So I'll talk about the differences because I, I went into more detail for the movie version when I was. Yeah. You know, so um, there's a guitar that plays like a little riff uh, in the yeah, intro. Yeah, this like uplifting. It's in both. Mm-hmm. But it's turned way down in the in the movie version. Yeah. Um, and the reason for that seems to be, well, it's just, I don't know, like, they put more focus on the synth and stuff, right? And, like, the beat. Yeah. So you're like, this guitar, eh, we'll keep it, but, like, less. less yeah, the it. rhythm section in particular, that, like, boom, 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 it's almost like a car's rhythm. Yeah, it's, like, very much just, like, eighth notes, continuous, you know? So it's pretty simple, but it keeps it keeps it moving. Yeah, it keeps it chugging along. Um, the interesting thing is we get the title line in the Franken Knockouts version. Right before. at the start. Yeah. Hungry eyes. Um And, and like that's... that what will become iconic, that synth riff, that boom dun dun is already present here. Yeah, a lot of stuff is. Yeah. That is like it's very, very similar. Yeah, the drums even are pretty much like the same all the yeah all the elements i mean the big thing um okay there's a few things like it feels more sanded down and polished in the in the movie one as we mentioned Mm -hmm. there's a few things like uh there's a big synth moment i have an example my timestamp is 144 it's on the now i've got you in my sights i think yeah 144 like it's bigger synth yeah, there are points, like, even when... Hang on, I had a different timestamp, but it's pretty early on. Let me see if I can find it again here. Is it... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hold on, hang on, hold on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, 30 seconds in. Is that... Bow, bow, down. Yeah, which it does, again, like, it's, it does a lot of this stuff in the other version, but, like, subtler. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's just like a little sanded down, a little yeah. more like mixed. It kind of has that like da, 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 like descending chord chord pattern um, that it definitely uses. Yeah, uh, but this is just it feels like it's not even that it feels like edgy; it just feels like louder, kind of. Yeah, it just it feels like they're like we don't know how to control synths. Yeah, or the they synth were just going wild. for a slightly different sound. Um, yeah. What I thought was, I mean, they both have an 80s sound. This one is less like 80s to me, just a right. bit. Because um, the other one feels more distinctly like of that time period. And right. we'll discuss that in a minute. 
Um, well, because he got one a sax solo, two sax more solo. emphasis on the synth. Well, it's the synth, and not just any synth, a DX7. <laughs> like, <laughs> of course. Uh, the synth of the 80s. Yamaha DX7 makes things sound very 80s. So. Yeah, you um, want to talk about the yeah. original now? Because I don't have much else to say about this. Well, th- we've been talking about the original. Alex. We have been talking about the original. How dare you? Okay, you're right. Um, yeah. You're right. You're right. We've been talking about the original. We've been talking about the the movie version, the Eric Carmen version. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think we can talk. We talk. There's a guitar solo on this. It's pretty good. Um. The. It's like there's backing vocals on this, and the only way to really talk about them is to talk about the movie version because the ones on the original, the Frank and the Knockouts version, are like a bit slower. Hungry. Right. Uh, slightly different. But you're right. Let's talk about Eric Carmen in 1987. <laughs> had been performing music since he was like two years old. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's insane. What's even more insane is that he doesn't like the sound of his own voice. <laughs> I know. I mean, a lot of people say that, and I know it's weird to hear your own voice, but also like after all this time, it's like, man, you can clearly sing. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's like you, you, it's okay to like it a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, damn. Yeah, damn. So this is... The song. This is the version everybody knows. Opens with those drums, that driving bass line. Baby, it's Hungry Eyes. Hungry do, do, eyes. Do, do. Yeah. yeah, also the drum tone is much more like drum machine, which is 80s, right? True. Which version? So one of the quotes you said was talking about like having the drummer from Led Zeppelin. I believe that was the Frank and the Knockouts demo. Okay. I don't know. It didn't sound like that to me. Hey, listen, man. In either one, but but I'm not a I'm not a percussionist, so. Because that would be the tape he got from Jimmy Yenner would be that presumably that Frank, and then unless yeah, there's another version in the in unless the they were like we we recorded already, we just need your vocals. But I will say there is like a harshness to the drums that is like because he says it sounds like Air Supply with Led Zeppelin's drummer. Oh, right, I do think the drummer, the drums stand out tonally as being a little different from the more soft sound of the vocals and even the guitar and stuff in the Frank and the Knockouts version. It does have that real like like huge snare. Mm-hmm. Um, in the I, gated, I think it's gated reverb snare. Yeah. Like um, You're talking about this version now, the Eric Carmen version. Yeah, Eric Carmen. Yeah. Um, it has that sound, which is also pretty 80s. The weird thing I thought about this one Compared mm-hmm. to some of the stuff we've been talking about lately, in particular, is there's not actually that much like echo on everything. Yeah, like, you you're listen right. to the guitar, and there's like not much sustain. You know, it's 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 um, muted, but even when it's not muted, there's not much sustain. It's a little yeah. overdriven, but like they they keep it on lock. You know, it's very tight. Because yeah, like one thing the guitar does on here is it does this kind of like little rhythm chug along to that the like bass pattern it's like and yeah it's all like not a lot of sustain on that yeah except with less chord changing than the cars stuff we were talking about before yeah and then you get that synth which has been like polished to the nth degree it sounds like fucking starlight it sounds like the yeah it sounds like starlight that's i mean that's a dx7 uh of course i'm I looked it up. It sounds like a DX7. I looked it up. One 
random website says that it does use a DX7 bells sound. Um, yeah, I, I believe it. Yeah. Um, and then there's also there's more keys though, which I think is different. Could be the same synth, but it sounds like a different sound. Yeah, that on plays, the that like down pattern on the verse. Um, yeah, just yeah. playing like chords. Yeah. Again, not much sustained. Like it, it'll it'll play these. Like it only play chord transitions too. Like it technically holds the chords, but it since it has no sustain, you don't hear the chords for very long. Right, it fades out pretty quick. So, like it is playing chords, but you only hear the like bum 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 like transitions. Yeah, you hear the initial attack, and that's about it. And also muddying it out is there is like a lot of synth sustain going on in the background. Just some like ambient. You do get that. You do get that ambient synth. Yeah, those big drum hits. And then pretty similar to the original, the, the pre-chorus on this is so tight. It's like two lines, right? Yeah, it barely uh, knows the pre-chorus. Yeah, it's and so that, that jump up from verse to chorus is so quick. It's like two drum hits and like the guitar and then it's like Actually, we're in. Here's the does the ambient synth mm-hmm. cut out during the pre-chorus? Because I feel like it does. But it's hard yeah, to tell. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the guitar kind of gets a bit louder. Actually, what it does, it's less muted now. Because it was, like, really muting on the verse. And then once you get to the end of the pre-chorus, it's mm-hmm. st- it's less muted. And it's yeah, very so much like... I think chords. it's all power chords, because it really sounds like that. Bow, wow, yeah, yeah. It's- <laughs> um, and it's, still, it's not, like, huge, you know? But, yeah. uh, but there's, you know, it's a little more. But and this one is very like made for movies, right? That's it's just a clear like pick it up, let's get to the like ooh we're really dancing part, <laughs> right? Like like you you do the montage during the the verse, so you gotta make sure that it's not too distracting, mm-hmm. and then you get to the chorus, and it's like yeah, hungry eyes. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Not really, but it is like hungry eyes, yeah. Yeah, it's well because what you see during the film at this point is it's when uh, Jennifer Grey's character is sandwiched between Patrick Swayze and the the his former dance partner who's now unable to dance. And whose name escapes all, me? Yeah, whose name escapes me? And I I don't even remember the name of Patrick Swayze's character. I I want keep on calling him Dalton, but that's <laughs> that can't <Roadhouse>. be right. <laughs> and they're they're dancing together. Johnny so Castle. So there, you're getting this weird shot where he's dancing with, uh, with baby, and then Synth- of course he also has Thea his Rhodes? his like yeah the other character there. So there's this like sexual tension. Is it Penny? There. Is that Penny? It may be Penny, Alex. I'm just looking at the cast. It's, I'm so glad you're doing this. It's very helpful. It's very important to this moment. But yeah, that's when the song like kicks off. Is there, and that's I think the meat. Like from from the movie standpoint, it's like that's when we're seeing the hungry eyes for the first time. We're starting to see Patrick Swayze fall in love with Baby, yeah. and vice versa, and that's like the key moment. So that's what that's how the chorus plays here is that dun, dun, hungry eyes. And honestly, the chorus for the most part is the same as what we got in the introduction. Yeah, that little little guitar chug that. Dun, 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 yep, dun, dun, and dun. the uh, the twinkly synth. Yeah, twinkly synth makes a return. Um... And that's kind of it. It has that guitar we already mentioned. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, verse two is a little moodier, isn't it? A little moodier. I mean, we get we still have more of the guitar power chords. Yeah. That. So that, I think it's a little more present. It actually brings us into verse two is a couple of like uh, guitar chords. 
And then I think there's like a little more synth present as well. It just feels a little bigger, a little definitely maybe a little hornier. <laughs> maybe uh, this song gets progressively hornier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, I mean, there's definitely like you get a little more ambient synth as it goes, like a little more, a little more, a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really think like it has a very like gradual build that it was. It's hard to pick out like moments where it jumps up. It feels right. very smooth. Even though there are, you know, the stuff like, oh, we clearly turned up the guitar here, but like the song feels very smooth. Yeah, as it as it goes. Yeah, and it's a song that wastes no time getting to its chorus as well. So, like in terms of build, it's like we got to get back to that chorus pretty quick. So the yeah. amount of things and you can then, add in there. And I think even like the, there's differences between the chorus, but it's like mostly more ambient synth. Yeah, know? it's like bump so up the feel, synth feel content. Like they just um, had a dial that said synth and synth and just like slowly turned it up as they went. Slowly turned that up. That's it. Someone had a dial, someone else had a slider, and they just had to both turn both yeah, of them up. Yeah. And <laughs> they work together. Yeah. Um the next bit that's different is the bridge. Yes. Um, and this is where we change the chords. Actually, it goes to a vamp uh of like E minor and A minor, I think. So it's like two going between two chords. Right, um, and that's that kind of like more plucked sounding guitar. That boom, 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 boom. is that the part? Um, let me double check. Around like two thirty. Yeah, that's exactly the time. Yes, yes, the guitar arpeggio. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of cool actually. So basically, it does that. Mm-hmm. It goes bump, 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 and then like, like it does the like vibrato yeah, you got that fat chord synth going here. Yeah. So that's cool, but it's what's interesting is like that seems to be the chord change moment. So it'll be like one chord, bump, 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 the picking, and then when it changes, it just strums the whole chord and like whammy okay. bars basically. Nice, <laughs> like slowly. Um, so that's cool. Oh yeah, I hear that. And then back to the bump, 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 bump when the chord changes back. Um, yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, bring in the vocals. And then do another, basically the same build you do to the chorus, drum roll. This love was meant to be. And then into a solo. Solo. Now, here's what's crazy here, Alex. I got to find the timestamp on Netflix here. But this, the soundtrack version we're listening to, has less saxophone than the movie version. Oh, really? Yes. They had to extend it a bit for the scene? Yeah, let me see here. I gotta. Oh, interesting. Because the movie, down a bit. the version that I I watched on uh, on YouTube is maybe not exactly the movie version. No, it can't okay, be because it has more scenes from the movie. It's definitely not. It's the got movie more movie. scenes from. The, so check this out. If you if you go to your Netflix app and you look up Dirty Dancing, and you go to about thirty eight forty five in the film, it's this same point. It's uh, it's like literally the same part. He's I, I love is meant to be. And there's a different sax that rips in. Different solo, eh? That's and then I think it actually because it, like mm-hmm. no, it's more like an extended bridge section that gives you a, a sax lick, and then you hit the same sax solo like ten oh. seconds later. So it's just a little extra in there. Yeah, I mean, I guess you gotta match the times, right? Yeah, they're like, well, we got to show these close-ups of them twisting their feet. We need a little extra sax there. Was it when she's, like, fall, like, like tripping? 
Um, it's he's shirtless. She's wearing her like crop top thing, and they're in like the dark studio space. Okay, just because like sometimes when it shows the the clothes with the feet is when they're like practicing. Right, because it it shows her like and she's like gets kind of some of the steps and then like messes up. Yeah, I think at this point in the montage, she's she's getting better at it, right? So okay, because right. then the next part is them doing that like horny move, and she's like laughing every time they do it, and then they get the they get it right on the last one, and then she's like, mm, "Is I it when he's like when they're facing the same direction?" Yeah, he's like right behind her and like running yeah, his yeah, hand yeah, along yeah, her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. dirty dancing. Dirty dancing, folks. Um, but yeah, that's a difference in the film version versus this version we're talking about, where there is no no prelude sax to the sax solo. Prelude to sax. Um, big fun sax solo. It sounds oh, yeah. maybe like synth to me. Uh, th- there's definitely the synth makes an appearance alongside it. Um, whatever I mean, yeah, the it's saxophone doing its ding, is, ding, there's ding, also yeah. that bell synth is there. Yeah, just like the tone on that sax, though, particularly like the the tenor end of it, like the higher end, sounds a bit. I see. Electronic to me. Yeah, I don't know. It's so hard to know what they could have done in '87, right? Like, we got to go back. We got to go back. (laughs) Um, It's definitely not being played in the music video, but we'll get to that later. That's so crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a a twist in the music video. Um, But yeah, fun sax solo. Uh, it's played, there's a Ringo Starr cover we won't be talking about today, but Clarence Clemens plays it in that oh, version. that's awesome. Which is pretty wild, but it's also pretty tight, close, like Eric Carmen sings it on yeah. that one. It's like it's, Ringo Starr featuring Eric Carmen. Yeah. And Clarence Clemens. And Clarence Clemens, and like a whole bunch of cool musicians yeah, you know, to make this the safest cover it's, it's in the world. Ringo yeah. Starr and his all-star band. Yeah. Uh, we won't talk about that. We won't talk about that. We will talk about that. Boom! After the sax solo, you're in you're in outro mode. Yeah, new outro. So it's like chorusing, outroing. The sax returns right at the end. Yeah. Uh, and then fades out. Oh, also I counted the bridge, mm-hmm. eight bars long. Solo, also eight bars long. Damn! Look at that. But if you're watching in the movie, that bridge is a little longer. Bridge is a little longer. How many bars? I don't know. I didn't. I don't to know. It. Didn't count didn't count i'm not a counter i'm not not a freaking bean counter over here okay <laughs> count beans and bars bars now this alex i was surprised to find out that there is a music video for this one because it's like yeah it's... a music video that's separate because i looked it up first and then i was mm-hmm. like oh this music video is just footage from the movie yeah so whatever but then you know the wikipedia page was like hey there's a music video and it would mention like the woman in it and how we don't Sally know who Steele. she is <laughs> Well, yeah, there's a different woman. I guess the woman at the end is Sally Steele. Yeah, so so we know who she is. Uh, I don't yeah. personally. No, um, but she founded she's Vegas Rocks person. magazine. And then, yeah, the woman throughout the video is just like a model of some kind that, that is uncredited and unknown. Yeah, that faded into history. So that's always a weird thing. Yeah. But what's so going on in this music video? Oh, I gotta Eric turn it down. Carmen. I'm sorry, everything's so loud. Oh my god, Alex. It opens with Eric Carmen watching the film Dirty Dancing, specifically watching the scene where Hungry Eyes plays on a, like a reel-to-reel film projector. Projector. Yeah, in the room. This room reminds me of Boys of Summer, even though it looks nothing like the Boys of Summer video. Okay. Because there's also a projector in there. That's right. (laughs) Damn, that was a while ago. So so we do get stitches of just straight up like footage from the film in here. Yeah. Sometimes, but there's like a whole other story going on. Like he's in his room with the projector, and there's like a fake window 
Yeah. That this, it like, like looks like CGI kind window. of, but I know it wasn't because yeah. it's like 87. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I guess he's looking out the window at this woman in a dress? Or maybe he's yeah. just imagining her. I mean, we, by the end of this video, it's so confusing as to what is or isn't reality. Yeah. He looks out the window. As he does, the film projector kicks on. It's Eric Carmen on the screen. He's singing the song, while Eric Carmen, the other version of him, looks out the window at a lady. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, the film projector version is just, like, in a different scene, which kind of happens later. Is it but like I'm a not sure if it's the same or scene or not. Reflecting his inner thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But then, like, he looks back at the projector at one point, and it's the woman again. Yeah. It's, it's strange. And so then she's she, pl- picking roses. And then he talks about fantasizing, and then she, like, touches his face. So it's like, okay, so she's not really there. I can get that. Yeah. She's not she in the room. Not in the room, because, yeah, then she's eventually on the projector. You're right. She, he looks back, she's on the projector, but he could also be thinking about the lady. The projector could be his mind. Yeah. He's just like, damn, that movie Dirty Dancing, pretty sweet. Also, there was that woman. Yeah. And then she comes out from the projector, touches his face. Yeah, that's the bit. So, like, I think that's the fantasy bit. He, I'm yeah, not clear she, on whether he actually sees her, like, through his window in the courtyard or whatever. Yeah, or if he's just imagining, like, a strange meat cute where he's like, maybe this fucking woman's out in the middle of the night picking flowers from a tree. Yeah, and she changes outfits a few times. Um, yeah. She's got a black dress on for some of it. She's got, like, a red, loose red shirt and I think a yeah. black skirt. The black skirt. So we, do we do we mention that she disappears though after stroke? Yeah, she face? fades away. So I mean, she's got to be imaginary at that point, right? Yeah. And then boom, we get him projected on like a massive side of a building, <laughs> which is yeah, and it's the uh, same shot from from the uh, like his mind projector. Yeah, from his mind projector of him just like leaning against things and singing the song. Yeah, and he approaches this like kind of like. Spanish dive bar? All the signs are in Spanish. Oh, I didn't read the signs. Yeah, some kind of club or bar type. It's setup. weird because it's like an outdoor club or bar too. They have like patio seating. Yeah. And uh, there's a bunch of film footage in there too. Yeah. So it kind of cuts back and forth. Yeah, and he just like leans on this door and it's like, cerveza. And you're like, oh, I know that. Yeah, means. and then it cuts to the woman in this white space. Yeah, she's got a couple voids. Um, this one is a white void where she's wearing a black dress and right. kind of dancing. The other one's a rain void. There's a rain void, a dark rain void later on, and she's wearing oh, still black there. I thought she was wearing a different. She's wearing a gold dress at some point. Yeah, she. Uh, that's after the rain void, the first rain void. Then she's in front of him dancing in a gold dress. Then she's in the rain space in a gold yes. dress. Okay, so that bit. Where she's... Is that a, even a... Yeah, it is a dress. Okay. That bit. Okay. Is this visual storytelling? <laughs> so he's in front of the door and there's like an awning. He's under mm-hmm. an awning. And then she's outside of the awning. Oh, in um, the rain. In the rain, sure. But are these like bars? Are there bars between them? <laughs> are they being held separate by the awning bars, metaphorically? <laughs> Uh, yeah, are they meant the three awning bars meant to represent a jail cell? Is that what you're suggesting? Is that, is that what's happening here? I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe. And then it's like first person view of him looking at her in his mm-hmm. mind, I guess. But like she's in the rain, as you mentioned, which is funny because it's not raining in reality. I don't know. No. 
It's, but yeah, and it's not actually raining on her. It's like raining behind her. That's true. She's not getting wet. Maybe he's imagining her coming under the awning where she would be dry. With him. In his jail yeah. cell. Is the changing of dresses supposed to signify that this fantasy woman he's conjured up could really be any woman? Yeah, maybe. It doesn't seem like she's real. Well, yeah, because could we come to the end of it? But first, we got to talk about the fact that she plays the saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> we sure do. So we get some film footage. We get him leaning up against a pillar, and the sax solo comes in. And she is pretending to rip on the sax while in front of some strange-looking buildings. Yeah, this is such a strange shot, man. Yeah. It's like low angle, like not quite upskirt kind of look. You know, she's got a pretty high, like, dress. Yeah, it, that saxophone is about the only thing covering her up there. <laughs> yeah, um, so this it's like very like crotch shot. Um, she's holding the saxophone kind of awkwardly. I mean, very awkwardly, yeah. and clearly not moving her fingers at all. Yeah, she's doing everything in her saxophone. power to just just hold that thing. And yeah, it's such a weird. Like it looks so awkward, and she's like standing with like her legs apart. She got like a very solid stance, which is probably good. Yeah. But she's not a very convincing saxophone player. No, it's a, it's a very strange shot. The fact that they like did that and were like, yep, it's good. Let's, let's They're like, go people don't need to know where the saxophone comes from. Here, like we'll of all things, no, no other instruments are depicted. It feels like maybe a producer note. He's like, how are people going to know where the saxophone has come from? They're like, okay, They're we'll like, fucking oh, stitch this right. together. He's right. No, I mean everyone knows other instruments just sound natural in the city, but saxophone? Yeah. No, especially when you're at El Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, so then, that's yeah, the this is like solo. the twist of the scenario. He goes to El Cafe, which is in the parking lot of the bar, I guess. Yeah. He sits down at a table, and then he sees this woman he's been fantasizing about with, with some, some old dude with a mustache. Is that the actual woman? Oh, yeah. It is, at first. Yeah, it is. So then he's, like, seeing her, and then she starts kissing him, and then she pulls her head up, and then it's the Sally Steele woman, I assume. I thought the woman he was sitting with... He's actually not sitting with that woman, if you look closely. Oh. It's, it's actually two different tables. Is it? Yes. Oh, I thought he sat down with a woman. No, that woman is there at her own table. He is at a separate table. Oh, you're he right. Watches this, yeah. He watches this woman make out. She lifts her head up. She's a different woman. And then to further confuse things, boom, it turns out he's just at home watching a film still. This is all imaginary. Yeah, is that he just imagined a scenario in which he would not get with the girl? <laughs> like, what the, what the fuck happened in this video? I'm pretty sure Sally Steele is the other woman sitting at the table. Okay, so she's just a random woman sitting there. I think so. Okay, good for her, but <laughs> less she's important to me than, than I thought. the case of the transforming woman who then reveals that it was all just a film potentially in Eric Carmen's head. That's or he actually went to this Alex. place, and like, is he just remembering a just, time that he's he just didn't thinking get about laid. this woman? He was like, ah, I thought it was her, but it's just some other random woman. It's just some seeing other her everywhere, woman. but it's not actually her. 
Okay, I see. Yeah. Is this, like a, this is like the original version of Gloria, where he's like, I made up a woman, and I'm going to meet her someday. It feels like that. It feels a bit like that. Yeah, that's an odd one. That is an odd one. Um, we gotta carry on with these covers, though. It's weird, because I feel like we just finished discussing the original, but we've actually talked about the original and one cover. We have. It's a, it's a strange pacing this week. But, nevertheless, we must cover ever forwards. Um, Alex, let's talk about Smokey in 2001. Smokey, yeah, b- big uh, gap before any of these covers. Yeah, um, but this is like a fucking legacy act. They formed in 1964. They're still going today. They've had a thousand change-ups in their lineup. And they <laughs> used to be spelt Smokey, S-M-O-K-E-Y, but Smokey Robinson threatened to sue them. How can you... Oh, wait, I'm not going to worry about it. I think it was just a threat. I mean, he probably couldn't have gone all the way, but they are like, but listen, they can, we don't want to... Just to be safe. We don't want to fuck, like, with, Smokey fuck with Smokey Robinson. Yeah, I don't blame them. I wouldn't want to either. I wouldn't want to either. Remember when Smokey Robinson mispronounced Hanukkah? Um, did we talk about that? I think we did. It was a couple years back when he he like when when Cameo was a little bigger. I think people still use it, but it was a big craze a few years back. And he said Happy Chanuka. Oh, because that's like like an alternate spelling. Yeah, with the C. But you like I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce it, but it's not a ch. No, certainly not. I don't uh, imagine pronounce it Hanukkah. Yeah. I mean, I imagine there's a more Jewish way of saying it, but like <laughs> Hanukkah yeah. would suffice. Interesting. That's all my Smokey Robinson facts. Um, these guys had at least one hit song and living next door to Alice. Um, they teamed up with the production duo that worked with Sweet and other bands, and that's kind of when they started to get some success. So they're like a they're like they're a band with some history, and part of that history is this cover of Hungry Eyes. Yeah, this is definitely a piece of history. That's Alex's way of saying there's nothing notable about this cover. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, <laughs> as much as, like, it was in 2001, but, like, they still have a bit of an 80s pop sound, which is, I mean, they were lived through the 80s, but they weren't, like, from the 80s or anything, so it feels no. a, little, a little dated. Um, at first, I was like, yeah, it's a little hair metal, but they're not really. It's just kind of his vocals threw me off. Yeah, they're a little more, like, country rock, ultimately, yeah. but also know, like, not quite. But because it's not, it's not very like it's not, it doesn't really have much edge or grit. It's kind of ill-defined, isn't it? Like you said, they take on the '80s vibe, of course, aping the source material. Yeah, he's got vocals that are like hard rock. Yeah, I guess that would be the right way to say it. And then, like, there is like sometimes country vibes for me, which I think is maybe in the vocal harmonies. Maybe not. Vocal Some part of this felt country something. rock to me. Uh, yeah, it's pretty safe. Um, there is cool synth on the instrumental interlude. Yeah, here. there's some decent little effects. I mean, there's some stuff like like early on. There's a synth that kind of plays like very specifically in like the lower left side of the space, which is yeah. Um, but it's mostly like synth sweeps. That's a lot mm-hmm. of this song is synth sweeps uh, around various areas. But yeah, yeah. Uh, other than like they add a few guitars, but like it mostly sticks to that like eighth note rhythm 
Um, and then in the intro, I think they throw in like one of those backwards guitar sounds where you get like kind of sound. Yeah, some of the little accents. But yeah, it's just like this really like clean pop rock rock thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Pretty. Uh. He ends on the line, "I need you to see," though. Which is a weird ending point. Cause, cause you if you're and they do they do kind of like a most people fade out, but they're okay. Maybe they do fade out here, but like it's weird um, that the the yeah, line before they fade out is actually it's like a pretty definitive because it's dun, 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 like you you fade on a chord rather than just like a fade on action. Right, and it's not they just only they don't just like keep going. Yeah, but if you're going to do that, why wouldn't you not go, I need you to see, and then end on the powerful line of this love was made to be, right? Like, this love was meant to be. Maybe they're trying to build anticipation. I don't know if it's to any end, but... Yeah, what comes up next on the track? Um, Who will stop the rain? Uh, I need you to see (laughs) who will stop stop the rain. rain. (laughs) Uh, Not quite, not quite. Alex, what better thing to do with the song from a movie about dancing than to do a dance version of it, though? Dance version. Let's uh, talk about we Paris be. Encore in 2008. Fucking, did you find anything on this person? This this no, thing. nothing. Like they've nothing. got two songs, this yeah. and the Lion Sleeps Tonight. They both have a couple different mixes. This is supposedly the radio, the original the radio, original mix, radio mix. Uh, which I don't know who's playing this on the radio. I can't imagine it's a, a lot of folks. There, are there dance radio stations? Like must be. But yeah, this is like because the other version is the dance version, which is like seven minutes long or something like that. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, you got an original radio mix, an original club mix, a big house edit, and then a big house mix. The the longest one is the big house mix at five forty eight. So you're not actually like losing that much with the radio mix. But uh, yeah, this is like pretty standard. It's a pretty like we redo the vocals. We get some big sweeping synths on the intro while he he starts with the chorus. He does this. Yeah, you get the, it's like a big whoosh. Whoosh is the... Is, is that yeah, you're in like a synth cyclone or something. Or so these whooshing winds. Um, yeah, and then like gets in that dance beat. Um, and the actual, like the stuff it does, pretty straightforward, you know. You filter yeah. out the, the beat a bit when you get to the, the verse. Um, so you can sing a bit. Uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, I said... It really feels like an 80s song redone as a dance version. Yeah, you're and like, that's what it is. So. It's, so they're like, we need to, we're doing an 80s theme night at whatever Paris. I'm assuming they're French. I'm just going to guess with a name like Maybe. Paris Encore. Maybe they're, I don't know, European oh, wow. at the very least, judging by the vocals. Um, they're like, we need you to throw on some 80s tracks. He's like, okay, yeah, I can whip up uh, Hungry Eyes real quick. Hungry Eyes, yeah. It's very like, yeah, like kind of bouncy synths, very like, it's like a bouncy ball brought to but like yeah, sound. but it does add some like of those new synth things. There's a little like uh, synth rivet plays 
um, with like a heavier synth. Um, mm-hmm. I think 44 seconds is my timestamp for that. Oh, yeah. And I do like that kind of crunchy synth he uses in there. Like, he's got different tones. Yeah. Um, and they do, like, it's a little more of, like, a like a build into, like, a drop, right? Like, the drums drop out for the pre-chorus, and, like, the synth does a build, and then it's just a big, like, release into the Yeah, it, like, hits, chorus. it's the sensible part. It's, it's a sensibly made dance version. Yeah. But yeah, nothing that's gonna bring yeah, it, me back. But it doesn't. It doesn't have like a dancing section, and maybe it's because it's the radio edit. That uh, could be. Doesn't it. have yeah, the bridge. Not an extended bridge for dancing. So, what does that mean? I don't know. It means it's like all right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but let me tell you what, Alex. What if they remade Dirty Dancing as a made-for-TV movie? Oh my gosh. I was so <laughs> looking this up. I I think I heard about that ha- happening when it happened. Yeah. And then completely forgot about it. But like I'm looking up this movie, this like ABC produced Yeah, ABC Dirty Dancing film. remake from 2017 um featuring Abigail Breslin in the main role of Baby. Who's that? Um she she's in Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> Okay. And also is the younger younger girl in Zombieland. Okay. Hmm. Um I don't know who Colt Pratt's is. Nicole Scherzinger is in this. Mm. Uh of the Pussycat Dolls. Right, yeah. Uh Sarah Highland, who I only know from Modern Family. That's a strange cast. Yeah. Um Katie Sagel. Uh Billy D. Williams is in this. Billy D. Williams. That's insane. Yeah. So, you know who I forgot was in the original film? Wayne Knight. Oh, yeah. Really weird that he shows up. He's not like a bit part. He's barely in it. Yeah, I'm like trying to remember what he even does. <laughs> He's like a coach or something, like for like the extracurricular activities at like the summer resort. It's literally the only time you see shots of him. He's like, they're just like showing the area and he's like shouting stuff at people. And you're like, that's Wayne Knight. <laughs> hey, Wayne Knight, be like silly. He's like, hey. Okay, I can be silly. That's my best Wayne Knight. <laughs> yeah, mine was, hey. So I think you're just better. <laughs> you put them together, we're probably, you know, somewhere <laughs> in the field. But along with hiring new actors, they also hired new musicians to cover the soundtrack, including yep. Grayson Chance this in the year 2017. Fella, who uh, viral YouTube video in 2010? It was like his, um, like school talent show or something that he performed. I for, am a like bit confused by this because Wikipedia record. says it was at a grade school music festival in 2010. Uh, Grayson Chance was born in 1997. Uh, Would they have been okay. in grade school in? Well, it depends what you consider to be grade school. Grade school, I guess, because right? they'd have been like what 13 then. Yeah. So, so okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like That's... he's in what we would call probably the eighth or ninth grade, and generally we would not refer to that as grade school, but it kind of is because he's in a you know, it's in a grade. We'd be in the eighth or ninth grade at thirteen, seventh or eighth, seventh or eighth. Yeah. Seventh or eighth. Yeah. Okay. That that makes more sense to me. Um. But yeah. So he did uh, Lady Gaga's paparazzi and sort of picked up from there. 
Um, yeah, this movie this is apparently a trash heap. <laughs> I mean, I watched they, the uh, scene where this song plays, and it's like them dancing, and there's not much chemistry. No, I bet they both keep their shirts on too, huh? Yeah. Also, I, the bit in the water, like, there's so much, um, so much uh, backlight. It's all silhouettes. <sighs> Embarrassing. Um, this version's very like uh, chill. That's <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, it's got. I mean, it comes in with like chill synths and stuff. Yeah, doom, boom, uh, boom, boom, it's kind of. It's got. It's really like this, like glassy synth sound. Yeah, uh, with like a little bit of sort. This isn't a real phrase. Internal echo. Yeah, kind of like it. The bubbly synth pops in on itself. Yeah. Um, it feels more like ballady to me. In this form, yeah, it's yeah, it's a, like almost sad. Like he's like, "Damn, I wish people could understand how hungry my eyes are." <laughs> and you get that kind of like dreamy, wistful guitar that comes in at the start. There, like, yeah, that's the other thing it adds is that like sliding guitar. Yeah, um, it feels a, very, a lot more synthy overall. I mean, it's very modern. Like it's a remake of the film. It's a remake of the song, right? But with like some more stuff. Another thing, like there's a water droplet sound effect at it's like right before the one minute mark, uh, leading okay. into chorus, the chorus, and I think it comes in before all the choruses potentially. Oh yeah, that. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's it's one like of I those. got a dragon's tear and tears of the king. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but it's very. It feels just. It's much more like clean and and tight electronic sound you know the yeah. bass is uh sequenced of course sequenced. Uh, feels and the drum kit is so reined in compared to like any other version it's just like tight snares like yeah that the snares just like that yeah versus the like yeah this fucking big drum that's usually on yeah and i guess it's more modern more modern sound but it also i guess also contrasting it with the movie version um very uh much that was a weird way of phrasing that there's a lot more echo uh yeah the original didn't have a lot of that shockingly there's like like with a version like this the dancing montage should theoretically be more intimate if you can manage that because it's like it's this kind of quiety echoey space right we've been talking about it should be like closer and perhaps hornier but it doesn't sound like that's what happened I mean, even the music video for this is like... The music video for this is insane and dumb, I think. Yeah. But it's like one person dancing, right? So it's like, oh, what is... Is this a group thing anymore? Yeah, I don't... Yeah, exactly. And like, is, is he in love with his hat in that video? Is it the piano? <laughs> he just loves everything he sees. Um. Yeah, we get like a breakdown chorus instead of uh, uh, like a solo. There's no instrumental solos on this. True. There's no there's no solo. Um there's a bridge though. Yeah. Get some like more more twinkle kind of like fast sequence, I think. Yeah, that yeah. So yeah, it's a like a fine version. It's fine. Yeah. It's just okay. It's not very exciting. Not very exciting. It's supposed it's not... to be kind of like chill, I think, but it's also I don't know. I don't really want to watch this version, but I kind of do. Like, I don't want to spend the time watching it, but I kind of want to have seen it. Yeah, I hear it. We should maybe throw that on our bad movie list. And It looks so weird. I mean, I'm watching them dance, and, like, they're not 
dancing very well. I read the ending, and it, it sounds upsettingly bad for the film. Okay. She, like, she gets married and has kids, but not with uh, uh, Patrick Swayze's character. Not with him. She writes a book about her time that summer. He then uh, creates a musical based on it. And then they, like, meet up one day, and they're like, you should keep dancing. And they're like, we will. And that's, like, the ending is them telling each other to keep dancing. Huh. Yeah, kind of kind of sucks shit. <laughs> um, this music video, though, features a guy dancing to a different song entirely, probably. Yeah, and not just... Grace and Chance. It's not Grace and Chance. I'll tell you I that. He's... Grace and Chance. This is not Okay, him. it's not. It's not. I assumed it wasn't. I assumed Grace and Chance wasn't a dancer. Um... That is probably also true. Yeah. Uh, this is also not Pharrell Williams, but he does have the hat. Yeah, he's got the hat. He's got a cane for some reason. Um, Props, man. Yeah, he's dancing. He dances so much, Alex. It's so such active dancing compared to the, compared to the like, song. very, very chilled out song. Um, my favorite moment, I think, is when he does the backstroke on the ground. <laughs> what is that? Let me see. It's pretty late in the video. Uh, I didn't comment around. too much on like the actual dance moves because he's just like going the whole time, um, and he's moving around. He's doing a lot of spinning. I mean, you know, he's dancing. It's probably good dancing. I'm, I'm assuming. I think it is technically like his body doesn't look I'm like impressed. he's. I'm really yeah, he impressed. looks like he, he looks knows good what he's when doing. He dances. Um, it's just a very strange situation he's in. Um, yeah, so if you go to around three minutes there, you'll see him do the backstroke. Okay, That's later in it. Yeah. Does a spin, goes on his back, spins, foot up in the air, does the backstroke. Yes, I remember this. It's the backstroke, baby. Pushes himself along with his feet. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff, because, like, you you mentioned he had a cane, he has a hat, and he kind of, like, uses those props. There's a bit where he uses the, The the, there's a nearby grand piano, Yeah. and he, like, pretends to play it for a second. But like not yeah. again, not convincingly. Is that a throwback to the music video of the original? Probably not. Probably not. It's such a confusing video in that I don't know. Like usually when you see these ones where it's like a dance number where we've got one like very clearly like classically trained like art dance. Right. That there's some kind of story going on. You know, it's like running up that hill or it's uh we there was versions of this for dancing on my own that were like mm, interpretive dance. Right. I can't interpret this dance. Sometimes he's using the hat to cover up his junk. Sometimes he throws the hat away and dances at it. Sometimes he pretends to play a piano. Like whoa, whoa, whoa. sometimes all it's of the it backstroke. Is, yeah, sometimes all of this is like we've said, technically solid dancing. Like he clearly knows how to dance. That's not in question. Why is he dancing like this to this song? In yeah, this in space. This, in this space, which is, what is this space, by the way? Like a Like warehouse? a concert hall? Like a dance hall? <laughs> like a dance hall? I, I don't, don't know. know. There's like big windows, and there's f- like sunlight just flooding in. There's yeah. a brick wall, there's a fan, there's a fridge. There's a fridge, yeah, there's a kid, it's like a studio apartment. It's a, a quite large studio apartment, maybe. Yeah. It's all tiled. Um, yeah, yeah. that's that one, though, Alex. Let's, let's move along let's move and on. talk about... John DeNicola in 2019. Who is, of course, one of the... He was like a session musician for the final Frank and the Knockouts album. So, of course, played bass 
on yep. the original version of this song. Yep. He's um, responsible as for as a composer for this. And of course, I had the time of my life. He's also won that Academy Award along with other awards for that. And he is in, the, I have 2019 here. The music video for this says 2020, so I'm not sure. And the music video is very clearly 2020. Everyone's wearing masks. Did you watch the, see music the music video? video. I didn't see it's the music a, video. It's got a dog on the picture as the thumbnail. Hang on, let me find it. John Denicola. Denicola. Oh, it does have a dog. Okay. So yeah, that's yes. that. So it's COVID times. It's COVID times. So synth guitars, bass, and vocals in this is John Danicola. Uh, yeah, the Fender Rhodes is played by Max Weigel. The drums are John's son, Jake. Uh, background vocals are Arwen Lewis and Cassidy Ladin. And then it's mixed by a guy named Ed Stasium. And Jake Danicola also did the main cinematography. So there you have... The whole family team behind this, plus others. Well, they got a Juno on this. That's why. Yeah. And you can tell that John DeNicola is a bassist because there's like a big focus on the bass line. The bass. That's right like now. one of the big differences here is the bass is not just bump, 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 right? Like it's like a bass line, you know? Yeah. Um, and that makes it feel quite different, actually. Yeah, it really does bring a whole new feeling to it. Um, but that's not the only thing that this version is actually kind of, I don't know. It's kind of like a lot of stuff going on, you know, it's, it's like, like right version. from the get go. It's like, yeah, you get this big bass line, boom, boom, doom, doom, doom. The synth comes in, there's a guitar right in, like it's dance from the moment it starts. And like this, it's like a, like it's doing a synth pattern that's similar, but not quite. Yeah, this like it does a lot of yeah that that ascending like three note pattern thing. Um, yeah, and plays it kind of like lower, or higher, you know, different, you know, in different chords or keys. Or yeah. Um, and then the, but there's also like a guitar playing at the same time, and mm-hmm. they're kind of playing like against each other. They don't always seem yeah. to like totally mesh, but like uh, they can kind of kind of works. I don't know. This is an odd one. It's strange, yeah, and he's like. I mean, he's old at this point. He's an old guy. And he's handling the vocals here. They're a very soft delivery. Yeah. And it, a different feeling from the other ones, definitely. Yeah. He kind of sings it like almost falsetto, like just, yeah, soft and like close. Yeah. I haven't needed to tell you. Yeah. And yeah, it stands in contrast to this fucking like big fat bass line that is running underneath. <laughs> like, it's a weird dynamic that's not really seen in other versions. Yeah, it has a strange feeling to it. As much as it doesn't necessarily change all that much, it does kind of change quite a bit. Yeah, it's like you're hitting all of the the things that would make you understand this to be uh, hungry eyes. But it's like it hits it at a strange angle. Yeah, it's it's an odd one. Um, it also adds a bunch of extra synths. Well, is there yeah. anything in particular that I guess the bass line is the big one? I guess you're mentioning the weird stuff yeah. about it. And like all the synth stuff, and the like. We changed this a bit, but not that much. But like, it still sounds different. Um, solo. They do a solo, but it's all synth. Yeah. Um, it's very like long sounds. 
Yeah, like right, we hit Long verse notes. two, and the synth starts to go into like, what if we just start making cool noises mode? This is just like, it's definitely like, some of that, and the, the like very like bloopy type like synthy sounds. Although I think it's kind of going for that. Some of it, you know, is kind of that eighties throwback. I was the music video had a, a Juno one hundred six, I think, in it. You know, Juno's and this is a mini something. Lots of synthesizers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's like a real like spaced out feel to some of this when you let that synth come in. It's like it's weird. It's strange. It's a yeah. strange. I like this version overall because it I do like kind of hits the vibe, but is also so wildly removed. Yeah, and usually when you get like the got one of the guys who contributed or wrote the original version redoing it like fifty years later, it's just like a kind of worse version of the original. It can be. It's. I mean. It's such a grab bag because there was one, and I'm trying to remember what it was. Not too long ago, like I would say that, and it's like a year ago. Yeah, it's like four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Where like we had an original composer who who did that, and it was like an evolution of the concept, and it was like, oh, that's good, but it doesn't happen that oh, often. Oh yeah, that was. Uh, I think we've had at least a couple that do that. You're right. So yeah, it can be quite like obviously when Bruce Springsteen does a live cover of his songs, that's another scenario where it's like. This is very interesting. True. But yeah, so you're right. It's more of a grab bag, but this is, I think, on the positive side of the grab bag. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Yeah, that guitar is pretty uplifting on the chorus. It's just like... And of course, I mean, we already talked about the music video a bit. Um, it's very, like, COVID times music video of, like... Random yeah. shots of them playing and like everyone's separate. Yeah, you know? wearing masks. And then it My also favorite, shows a bunch yeah. of other people in front of cameras. Mm-hmm. They always seem to like to show a bunch of heads, like zoom heads. Basically. Yeah, there was like a real like emphasis on like, hey, remember what people look like? Here they are in masks. But like, My favorite thing though is that, that in these COVID to- videos. Yeah, it's a very strange pattern. But 20 seconds in, you get the first shot of uh, John coming to sing, and he is wearing a mask and then takes it off immediately to sing. (laughs) Oh, you see him take it off, yeah. Yeah, it's such a weird thing. It's like if you were going to have the mask off, I mean, just don't, like, you're, just don't wear it. Like, keep it out of the shot entirely. (laughs) Yeah. Like, is there anyone else even there? Is it just you and a camera? Is it just you and a camera? I don't but know. Maybe you had to wear it to get to that place. I don't know. Maybe. And he also doesn't have the mask at all in a lot of the shots. So in a lot of the shots. But he has it when he's outside playing the guitar for his dogs. He does. Could be dangerous. Could be dangerous, I suppose. It's weird. It's just a, is. Yeah. It's a weird choice. But yeah, you get a lot of him singing and playing the different instruments. Like he plays the bass. He plays guitar on this. He plays synth. You get this weird thing around a minute in. Where they start doing random face swaps. You, you mentioned Swapping, we get yeah, all these like, eyes like, slide over and yeah, eyes slide over, mask switch. Um, that's kind of the yeah, and the faces like pop out of nowhere. I guess because uh, it's hungry eyes, right? So with the mask on, all you can see is the eyes. Yeah, I think that's yeah. You probably hit that on the head there. It's like but check like, it out. We're covering okay. up the face to be just <laughs> eyes. Um, so I guess that's why they have the masks on. I mean, yeah. obviously that and and COVID. And COVID, yeah. So they're making it work, though. 
Um, you get shots of people spinning the camera around while they're holding it in a sort of blurry space. My next favorite shot, I think, is not for a while. About two minutes in. Because um, you've got him singing and then this woman just superimposed out his window. So she looks like a giant because it's just <laughs> her face. Yeah, he's getting attacked by giants. Yeah. It's a pretty classic moment. And then you get another great shot around 240? A little before that. 235. He's playing. We get this woman's eyes superimposed over the shots of him playing. We then get that same photo of the woman superimposed <laughs> over that photo of the Second woman. Oh man, I wish I had seen this ahead of time. There's, there's some moments in this video. There's some good moments. Yeah, you get like a collage of faces at the end. It's like we talked about it was Karen Corb a couple weeks back for Power of Love. It's like the same. Right, and video. she was like in a forest the whole time and just like walking some of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's Kristen Corp, my bad. But yeah, she uh she yeah. <laughs> it was a very similar vibe of like here's people, it's clearly the pandemic. <laughs> this is our song um, right what a time let's talk again about a band we talked about before you know uh, from all the way from steel town it's moonlight desire in Yes, we have talked about them. Steel Town, in this case, being uh, Hamilton, Ontario. Yes. Um, As we mentioned last time, there are several Steel Towns. Several Steel Towns. Uh, 80s hits with Steel Town Grit. That's what they call themselves. Yeah. So I originally had a version by uh, uh, Newfound Glory of this song. Of course, Newfound Glory loves doing music covers, so they they did this one. We talk about them a lot. But I found it was just a bit too similar to this Moonlight Desire version. Which is kind of rides the line between like punk and hard rock slash like metal. Sure, yeah, they definitely have a little bit more of the metal in there. I mean, I was comparing it mostly to Smokey, favorably. Yes. Um, Smokey, it feels like there's some similar things. Like it's very guitar driven, um, yeah. you know, on the rock side of things, but they actually seem to like care <laughs> about making yeah. it sound decent. Um, so. Way to go, Moonlight Desires. Yeah, so because they, they've got like a lead guitar that comes in at the start that's focused on that like hair metal 80s sound. That you got a very like big metal chug. Yeah, there's a lot more care with the, the sonic quality here. Yeah, a lot of it really seems to be based around that chug. Uh, yeah. Dun, dun, it's, dun, and it's dun, the eighth dun, notes dun, 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 dun. from the original, yeah. but you know, it's doing that. And then you kind of get that like accented chug where you get to like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, big emphasis on the chug. Uh, he's got he's got fine enough vocals for this. Yeah, they were they, something about them reminded me of Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, not yeah, exactly, I can hear that. but like there's a quality to them that I, I don't know if it's something about how it's processed or if it's just how he sings. Yeah, like, it's or you it's know, like something Black to Sabbath. do with how you double up the tracks or something. This is a highly influential band. metal band, so true. It's just <laughs> <laughs> These guys are into Black Sabbath, and they play. But metal I think music? You're, there's something in that processing, maybe, and maybe just like the ra- vocal range he's singing in. Yeah, I could be part it's, of it. It's it's approaching Ozzy, and it might just be like the way it's overdubbed as well. That could be it. Um, 
most of this though is like verses you play at one volume chorus you play vo- louder <laughs> that's like the big yeah. change uh well the other thing they have they have a, a like a post chorus after the first yeah, chorus which rocks i thought it was great yeah um they kind of go into like a minor sound and then uh it's like a little guitar solo yeah a little guitar solo big like a big slow down chug yeah yeah, and which I was surprised because then they do the solo later as well, don't they? They do. In fact, like, I mean, it's kind of structured like verse, pre-chorus, chorus, post-chorus. Yeah. Verse. verse. <laughs> um, pre-chorus, chorus, bridge. So it's like both choruses have now like a thing afterwards. Right. And then so they into build, the solo. Yeah, they kind of build a symmetry between verse one and two. Yeah. Like, well, we'll just make them same, same, but different. Which is like kind of neat. Plus, you get a little bit more of that like rock side of it. Yeah. Plus, the heavier side of it. You get verse two is sort of a breakdown verse. It's a little stripped down from what we have on the first time That's around. That's true. They kind so of yeah, they- break right down and then like have to build back up. Mm-hmm. So there was great actually dynamics on this for what yeah. starts out as just a basic chug and sing along. <laughs> yeah. Even <laughs> the, I mean, it's a lot of chugging, a lot of singing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's cool. The guitar solo itself is mostly a copy from the original, but yeah, that's it's fine. fine. It's like um, I would have appreciated like an extension of honestly their first post-chorus section because I thought that was like yeah, it would have been cool if they had kind of brought that back for it. Maybe it didn't work. I don't know. Like, yeah, or like combine them or something. I don't know, but yeah, it was still you can't can't cry too much because they still had that post-chorus section, yeah. which I think is good. That said, right at the end, they like mm-hmm. fake out it's an ending. Yes. With another 30 seconds left and then go into like a faster, like kind of like they like rip into a guitar solo and everything. Yeah, they just do like up. some shredding and jamming. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is not really Hungry Eyes, but it kind of fits their sound a little little more. Yeah, I like I think and I think we probably said this last time. These guys would be very fun to see live. Yeah. And that would be a great bridge into whatever is next, right? Yeah, anything at all. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, overall, I really like this version, though. Let's talk about, I mean, we've been talking about the 80s. We got to talk about 80s legend David Hasselhoff David in 2021. Hasselhoff. Yep. Hungry eyes. you and I can't disguise. I got hungry eyes. I feel the magic. This album is called Party or Hasselhoff. And then if you look at the album artwork, ass and off are in a different font. Are in a different font. font. Or like they're balloons or something. Yeah, they're balloons. Is that what they are? They're balloons. (laughs) They're like, uh, what are those? What are those heavier plastic balloons called that you like get get usually with um, like helium? Um, Is that that called something? Is there a name for that? Uh, yeah, it's, it's called a balloon. Oh, balloon. <laughs> no, I'm not a fucking expert here, Alex. I'm not got a balloon one, guy. I got one a couple weeks ago for my 30th birthday. Oh, nice. Um, it said 30 on it. Nice. Uh, which is uh, how how old I was turning. How old you were turning. So that's, uh, that's, that's a good move. Sick. If you flip it around, though, you could be three years old again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just have to mirror it. We're celebrating the year 2003. <laughs> Oh, 2003. Oh, it was one solid three, you know. You can't. It wasn't one separate three and one zero. No, it was it was one balloon. It wasn't oh, a three okay. and a zero. Right, it I was gotcha, one I balloon gotcha. and 30. 
on it. So if I flipped it upside down, it would be like kind of uh, OE maybe. OE, OE, OE. <laughs> yeah. That's what you could do with that. Um, Alex, right. what we could also do is talk about the talk Hoff, about who we've talked Hoff. about before. Um, we've talked Don't about his cover of If Hoff. You Could Read My Mind. Oh, damn, that's what it was. I knew we had talked about him, but I could not remember what for. I've got a hot trick, and let me be my promo for any uh, podcasting app that isn't Spotify. That's right. Fuck Spotify. Um, my app, Podcast Addict, what I can do is I can go click on my like podcast. I can go to Cover Me, and I can search. And if I just put in the name of the artist, oh, it will show me episodes. Yeah, that, in the description. Yeah, so it shows me in the description. Nice. And then I just click, and I go, oh, okay, we talked about David Hasselhoff here. Boom. So it, it was very easy. We've been oh, doing man. this for almost five years, people. So if we forget when we talked about an artist, I mean, you know, cut us some slack. <laughs> but that's how you can find it. I don't. You can probably do similar things on Google Podcasts or any other podcasting app, I assume, except Spotify because they're bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> so David Hasselhoff does a lot of this, a lot of these kind of like throwback covers. It's pretty much his main output, as far as I know, in this, the 21st century. Certainly. I mean, the only time I listen to David Hasselhoff is for this show. Yeah. Which. Well, you didn't listen to his song True Survivor from the hit film Kung Fury? I have seen Kung Fury. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good film. I like it. It's funny. Great song. You give it a listen after. It's actually a very good song. This, however, this cover is kind of just. It's just Hasselhoff having a good time. Right? Yeah. I mean, he's partying his Hasselhoff. Yeah. Um. So like very synth based, big drums. Uh, feel like you could you could do some dancing to this. It's David Hasselhoff singing, so he's got like a fairly deep voice. Yeah. Um, and there's I mean there's a few moments where I think there's some obvious tuning on the vocals. Of course. Yeah. Um, but you know whatever. Um, it's not gonna stop me from parting my Hasselhoff. It's not gonna now stop it's me from. I'm not gonna keep my hassle on over that. <laughs> Absolutely not. But he does, there is some, like, interesting things here. He builds a response. I say he, I don't know how much he's involved in the, like, composition. Right. <laughs> but, uh, so it's that, dun, 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 the big synth riff. And then they attach a, dun, 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 dun. So they build a response to that. Oh, a little they extra. To the a little extra there. Tag on a little. But yeah, yeah, in terms of like, this one's closest to Paris Encore. It's like a dance cover. <laughs> I did think the one thing I thought about it was it did a lot of like, and the original does this, but like the 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 tension in the verses as compared to the release of the chorus hmm. is like quite noticeable. Like, I mean, it's always noticeable, you know, but like it's quite strong. Right. Because the verse is like him singing very simple like percussive rhythm and occasional guitar chords but you know it creates that tension with the chords right mm -hmm. and like the way he sings i mean it's a little apparently he's big in germany he's not like german but like he's got kind of that sound right yeah he's got that big in germany sound and you can, it can be a, a little it can totally. be a little tense and it, it, yeah he's, he's a little tense in there right but then once he gets into the chorus, like the drums are so big and it's such like a release that it's just like a, just yeah, such a contrast like triumphant yeah yeah and uh, so that's kind of the feeling of this one. It's got, and that's what it's going for, and it works quite well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a good point on that being popular in Germany. That's there was a quality of his voice I couldn't put my finger on, and that's it. It's, it's like, like, yeah, that's that's the German appeal right there. Yeah, it's that German appeal. <laughs> it's built right in there. Uh. Yeah, but otherwise, like it, it's big. And it feels more modern. Well, 
I say modern. It feels like an older artist doing a modern take of a song, which is what it yeah. is. But like it, it, so it's like a bit dated in some ways, but like in fun ways, you know? Yeah, it's 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 again, it's from the album "Party Your Hasselhoff." It's clearly yeah. just to have a fun time. Yeah, he's messing around. You know, he's messing around, and it's I've heard worse. I've heard worse from him. I think this one like does a few neat little things. Yeah. Um, there's a point I've noted. I should have timestamped it with backup breathing. <laughs> what? <laughs> I must have missed that. Filtered out the breathing. I think around maybe like 220 here. When we go to this like string section. Wait, it's post guitar solo. Hang on. Maybe I'm full of shit. I'm listening um, for it. Yeah, I don't know. No, wait, it's before that. Yeah, it's like a. It's kind of like a. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I believe in that. Wait, hang on. <laughs> yeah, it's uh like two twenty seven. It's in the bridge. Maybe two twenty eight. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, two twenty seven <laughs> to two twenty eight. There, we got, like it. The we, got it. we got it. <laughs> we got it, folks. Um, oh. yeah, it happens once. I thought it was noteworthy. <laughs> it sure does happen. Um, yeah, you get the guitar solo after that. It's like, uh... The backup breathing, it, it makes it sound dancey, right? It makes it sound like the backup vocals are also backup dancers. Yeah, it's almost shocking that yeah. they don't do it more. Because it does add, yeah, like, a, a, a primal element to it. Certainly not something I th- would think about much, but now I'm thinking about it. That's all I can think about. Hmm. Interesting um, move. Yeah. Yeah, it's a move. It's there. It's gone. The guitar solo is not mimicking the original. That's true. That's true. It is. It's kind of just doing its own thing. And again, um, like, I mean, the version, it works well with itself. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it is self-sustaining. Yeah. It is. I imagine you could pop this off at a German club and it would do well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have never been to a German club, but sure. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm working solely off imagination here, man. Really been to North American clubs, uh, but that does it for the covers today. We're gonna break it down into three categories for you: the worst version, the best version, and the best version to to train to. The best training version. Listen, dog, you're learning how to dance. Which one of these are you gonna throw on? Okay. All right. Alex, what's the worst version of this? <sighs> Smokey. Smokey. Smokey was it's just a nothing version. Yeah, it really yeah, is, like, isn't it? I don't know. It doesn't have much going for it. The things they change aren't interesting. The things they don't change are also not interesting somehow. Yeah. The most interesting thing about it is that like it's a bit confusing what genre I would classify it as, but that doesn't count. Like yeah, it doesn't make it interesting. It's just like a not a in like a mysterious of, way, and like a what have you even done with this kind of? Yeah, way. it's like reading this, a story written by a child, where you're like, okay, you've heard stories before, but you don't know how to put those all to like all yeah. those ideas. To yeah, make those your are own words <laughs> those for sure. Words. Using real yeah. words, so, and that's good. That's <laughs> that's a big plus. But we need a little more. Yeah, I, I think I agree. Smokey's just like it's just it just falls flat. Like any other, like even Paris Encore is uninspired, but it like hits the mark of being a dance version. I feel like uninspired could be leveled at a few of these. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Um, but yeah, I think Smokey is the worst. Alex, which version's the best? The best? I think the one I liked the most was John De Nic- 
De Nicola? De Nicola? De Nicola. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It just had, like, it was just, like, a bit odd enough that it made it interesting. Uh, interesting to listen to. Yeah, cool and I like synthesizers throughout, and yeah, it was cool. I like a comeback to your own music kind of story, even though it's it's debatable how much of a role he played in this particular song. He played right. bass on it in the original, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was interesting to see like a new take on it and like have it play almost similar to Smokey. It's like I can't quite pin the like the genre of it, but. It seems smarter. It seems more pointed. It seems like it's making stronger moves. It at least feels like it's doing something. I might need a little more time to determine if it is or not, but for now, it gets a thumbs up. But yeah, it would either be that or Moonlight Desires, and I think I got to give it to John DeNicola. Alex, you're training to to learn to... What what dance do they learn to do? You're training, Alex. You're training to dance. Which, Which versions of these is playing in the background? Um, here's the thing, man. So I didn't get it, but we watched the music video for the Grace and Chance one, and clearly there's right. more going on than I understand. So it's got to be that one, because like, how else could you do that dance to this song if there wasn't something else going on? Right. If something under the surface, such advanced dancing to this song, yeah, there's got to be something there. You're right. I'm gonna go completely the other direction. I'm gonna go Moonlight Desires because I'm like, yeah, you know what? I could probably dance to anything. I'm too confident in myself. So I'm gonna pick a not very danceable version. <laughs> danceable not, song. not completely undanceable, but like it's Sometimes not. You just got a headbang a bit. You just got a headbang. That's that's my dance tournament, baby. And that does it for our final verdicts. Got a similar opinion, different opinion. Want to talk to us about a version we didn't talk about? Hit us up on Twitter. We're still there. Hashtag CoverMePod at Jake the Cressy at some Alex Wise Guy. Send us your comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. Uh, be sure to rate and review us. We're on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app, and even still on Spotify, kind of. Um, email us, too. CoverMePod at gmail.com. Talk to us there. Email Spotify. Tell them they suck. Hey, I don't know. Email whoever you want. Tell your friends and family about us. Tell your neighbors. Tell your loved ones. Uh, what you can do is, you know, it's summertime. People are going to summer camp. And what do you tell at summer camp? Ghost stories. Tell, Make up a ghost story about the hit podcast, Cover Me. And get them to listen. They'll say, whoa, that's crazy. Is that true? You'd be like, here it is. Here's the podcast right here. And they'll say, ah, I don't know what your story was in this scenario. Maybe one of us is dead. Or we, uh, I don't know. (laughs) Work it out, man. I can't work out all the details. But that's what you can do to help us out. Uh, That does it for today's episode of Cover Me. And as we always say on Cover Me, I need you to see. Cover Me was meant to be.